order in the court. It's time for Understanding the Law Radio. Well, hi, and thanks for joining us for another episode of Understanding the Law Radio. I'm your host, Peter Lamont, along with my co-host, Brendan. And today we're going to be talking about something that's really important if you're a parent, and that is social media and school safety. So, Brendan, you're not a parent. No. It's a parent. It's a parent you're not a parent. It's a parent. I'm not a parent. (laughs) But you are familiar with social media. I am. And um, you, you grew up with it as part of at least... I guess high school and college. I don't yeah. know how much social media was around when you were in grammar school. A, a little bit, but um, so we're going to talk about that today. We're going to talk about things that I think parents need to be aware of. So school is back in session, obviously, and everybody's excited that their kids are back. The kids are excited at least for the first three weeks, and then yeah. all hell breaks loose. That's right. Um. But for right now, while we're in the honeymoon stage of this new school year, you've got kids that are very excited. And, um, you know, everybody that I can think of now over maybe the age of what, fifth grade, seems to have a phone, a phone, an iPad. In addition to that, schools now are, are just using Chromebooks all the time, iPads all the time. Yep. I mean, when you went to school in in high school, I mean, didn't didn't you use iPads and stuff in high school? Yeah, we used an iPad in high school. So, I mean, the the idea of this technology being not just available but prevalent mm-hmm. it's 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 there. It's there. Every single kid knows more about TikTok than you and I do. Yep. Right. And so, I think that the purpose of of today's episode is to kind of talk about three particular things that parents have to be very concerned about with respect to their kids and social media and school and what some of these issues con- concerning liability, not just for the kids, but for you as parents. This is a very important episode. You know, a lot of times we we do very fun, uh, lighthearted episodes. We talk about things. We joke around a lot. Yeah. You know, this this one's serious. This one's serious if you're a parent and if you don't want your kid to have problems for the rest of their lives or be haunted by something that they did. And you don't want to be sued for negligent supervision of your child. Right. So let's talk a little bit about social media. Social media, I personally, we we use it for business. Mm -hmm. Uh, As far as as my feelings towards it, I'm ambivalent. I really don't see the need to post on Facebook what I've eaten for dinner. I, I don't, nobody cares. And so for me, at least at my age, it, it, the personal aspects of social media are unimportant. Yeah, I'm not a big fan of social media either, honestly. I think that for all the good, it's a lot of bad. There's a lot of bad. There is. There's a ton of bad. A lot of hate. A lot of, a lot of, yeah. a lot of bad. And I think that make sure to you know make sure to react to this episode with hashtag UTL radio. By the way, <laughs> don't forget. Look, social media has its purpose. I get a ton of information. Yeah. From social media, faster than ever. Right, and and a lot of things you know, like um, you know, one of my kids play hockey, and so sometimes you might learn about 
tournaments or you might learn about uh, coaching opportunities or things things of that nature and that's beneficial from social media you also can look at social media and you know see what's going on with with things like traffic or or whatever i mean a few uh maybe a month ago my my youngest son was going to a hockey practice at the american dream mall that's a whole other podcast topic the american dream mall but anyway yeah. <laughs> um and I, I couldn't understand why there was so much traffic and people were posting on social media that there was a lady gaga concert next door yes. so social media has its place i think it it's very beneficial for business i think that it helps businesses get the message across it allows businesses to develop their own personality so that people know them so i I, i'm not a social media hater by any means but me personally i just don't think anybody cares about what i did last night or what i had for dinner or breakfast this morning nobody cares and so i think that social media has taken a turn from its inception where it was a way for people to communicate with each other and to share family photos, which they still do. But I think it's it's become, I don't know, uh, fake. I think that if you look at Facebook, a lot of people call it fake book. Yeah. You know, people aren't posting like, you know, oh, 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 shoot, I just got sued today because I didn't pay this bill. Yeah. They're posting, oh, my God, best life ever. Here I am in Cancun. Sure. Right? And... So social media, it's different than, than when it first started. But now more than ever, your kids are using social media, even if you tell them they can't, even if yeah. you think that you have blocked it all. There are workarounds for almost everything. There's, you know, I don't know if you even know this, Brendan, but you used to need to upload your Instagram photos from your phone. So, you know, parents... I did not know that. You couldn't just take a picture? No, I mean you had to post from your phone. You couldn't post on a website. I didn't know you could. You couldn't. Wait, what? No, I'm, I I think we're... You... Uh, listen, what I'm saying is that it used to be that in order to post a picture to Instagram, yeah. you had to use your phone. Yeah. So if a parent wanted to block their child from using Instagram, they simply had to uninstall or not allow the installation of the Instagram app. But now you can go on Instagram on your computer, on your browser. And Instagram recently, within the last six months or so, allows you to upload from your browser. So a parent who says, oh, Instagram is only on. I did not know that. I yeah. didn't know they let you do that. No. Yes. So parents are saying like, oh, I'm going to block, you know, my kid from using Instagram. It's not on their phone. I just checked. You can go on the browser and you can post directly from there. Mm -hmm. In addition to that, there are other ways for kids or, or other people who might not have these apps on their phone to post. Things like Hootsuite, which is a free platform at its basic level where you can use Hootsuite to post to social media accounts. So in theory, again, it's not on your phone. Your parent looks at your phone and you're like, well, you don't have Facebook, you don't have Instagram, you don't have TikTok, but all that can be uploaded through third parties. So the fact is just because something's not on your phone doesn't mean that your kid isn't involved in social media. Right. You have to be very careful. Yeah, absolutely. And you know the 
Um, yeah, yeah, absolutely. I mean, I completely agree. There, the three things that we're going to talk about today, and this is something that, you know, now that, that school's in session and your kids are going to be, you know, using social media on, on your phones all the time, I want to talk about three things. I want to talk about contact risks, conduct risks, and content risks, okay? So let's start with the first one, contact risks. This one, everybody pretty much is familiar with. There are people in this world whose goal is to harm kids. Yeah. And Unfortunately, I, as it is, there are a ton of people. Yeah, and they'll go out of their way on social media. And I, I've seen I've seen people who will go after like a video game channel mm -hmm. and they'll start posting comments like, oh, this channel's great. You should have more subscribers. And then it goes into, oh, would you be my friend? And then before you know it, they're communicating with your child. Yeah. And essentially luring them into this relationship yep. where they can exploit them. Yeah, it's dangerous. It's dangerous and it really happens. This this isn't just something that I saw in a Liam Neeson movie. This is real. And you know what? Unlike Liam Neeson, who has this particular set of skills, most people don't. And I, I oftentimes, I'm talking about the movie Taken. I, I've often watched the movie Taken and yeah. said to myself, if this was the real world and not a Liam Neeson action movie, would these parents ever have seen their kids again? And it's disturbing. Yeah. Right? Absolutely. So this content, uh, our contact risk is very important for parents to be aware of. There is so much, and I know this is going to sound horrible, so much child trafficking, sex trafficking, exploitation of children that that exists. It's It's not just on what's-his-name's island, right? It is all over. I was recently in Maryland. I went to a rest stop in Maryland, and there's a huge sign in the door, help stop child trafficking. Like, it's scary stuff. Yeah. And I think that the internet has given these people who are, are, are just, I mean, to me, crimes against children, horrific, right? There's no, no nothing worse, in my opinion, than, than a crime against a child. But the internet has given these people power and the ability to hide behind a computer screen and groom a child and then ultimately offer to meet up with that person and then God knows what happens. Yeah. So this is a real threat, a real risk, and this is something that parents have to be aware of. There needs to be a discussion that you have with your kids where you tell your kids, listen, you never give out your personal information. You need to monitor who your kids are communicating with, and that means monitoring who's commenting on things. Yeah, absolutely. Who's commenting on their Instagram posts or their YouTube channel or TikTok, wherever you could have interaction. Because remember, what's the purpose of social media? It's to be what? Social. Yeah. And although it's, you know, completely normalized nowadays that everyone has a social media page, everyone has a social media account, most kids have a social media account, it doesn't change the fact that there are people who try to take advantage of this. And it's very, very frightening. Yeah, absolutely. And it's real. And I'm telling you that I have seen parents who have sworn up and down that their kids 
are not that stupid. They're never going to give away their personal information. They're never going to agree to meet up with somebody. No matter how prepared you think your kid is, no matter how smart you think your kid is, you need to have this conversation with your kid about the risks of contact through social media. This is something you need to have a sit down. You know, if, if you've got two parents, both of you need to sit down and you need to have this conversation with your kid. Yeah. This is probably one of the most important things because I have seen, you know, kids even inadvertently disclose their location. Right. And it's really, really frightening. Mm -hmm. So, you know, I, I don't want to see any of you have to deal with a situation where you've got an issue with your kid like that. Yeah. You know, so have this conversation. I don't care whether the kid says to you, I know already. Well, they, they have to hear it from you. You need to be in charge. And I've got to say something else. I've seen far too many parents that think their kids are smart enough to not do something stupid and they don't patrol what goes on on social media. Yeah. So the number one thing you need to be aware of is what your kids are doing online. And that requires parents to be up on and have some working knowledge of the top social media platforms, right? Things like TikTok, which have developed and become massive in the last few years. Maybe parents aren't all up on it, right? Yeah, uh, TikTok specifically, there's a lot to discuss there. I think that, you know, that's, that's a real concern that parents don't know enough about what's out there. So parents... Educate yourself on the most popular social media platforms. Yeah, and I'd like to actually, I'd actually like to talk about TikTok for a second. Go ahead. TikTok is incredibly dangerous, and it's dangerous where people don't understand just how dangerous it is. Not only is it constant, constant, like you know, I uh, the short attention span that young people seem to have, as or people say. You know, I don't think that necessarily they have a young, a, a, a low attention span, but TikTok is, you know, 20 second video after 20 second video, each of them with radical different points. I think TikTok creates points. short attention spans, yes. even in adults. Yes, and I think that there's a point where, you know, it is dangerous, but the actual content is harmful. We talked a couple of weeks ago about that Andrew Tate guy who, you know, s said all kinds of crazy things, and he's been banned from the platform, but while he was around, and he had, you know, my misogynistic views, you know, he said things you wouldn't want your kids repeating that kids were repeating in school. And you'd have to swipe down like three times and you'd see a video of his. It was, it was so easy to stumble upon him, even if you were a kid and specifically said that your interests were things like music. I went on TikTok during while you were talking to see what I could find. And there was all kinds of stuff. There are challenges. There's, you know, foolish things to do. There's, you know. You know, I, I people well, I think who are, I think all of that really fits into the third risk. So, so let's, you're going to make me wait to talk about it. No, we'll just jump into the content risks. Yeah, because what you're talking about. So the first risk is content uh, contact, mm -hmm. and that's that's where you've got to be talking to your kids yes. about yes. who you're communicating right. with. But what you're talking about is content. the content yes. risk. Okay. Yes, so. What you're describing is the first scenario where your kids have access 
to inappropriate content. Yes, or people, you know, saying things they shouldn't hear. There are people on TikTok who post videos that are borderline sexual that are are not appropriate for children that get pushed to young teen accounts because technically there's nothing wrong with it in terms of TikTok. Right. I I've seen things where, you know, maybe somebody is looking up sports teams and then the next thing you know you've got, you know, maybe an inappropriately dressed woman or man in um you know with a, a, a dallas cowboys hat on yeah but what they're doing is not appropriate right and and the words and the things that they say and do um I've, there's there's also harmful trends that are you know posed incredibly innocently like do you know there's a whole thing on tiktok and i found this out from a deep dive in the internet rabbit hole the other day there is a huge trend on TikTok called shifting. And people think that if they focus hard enough, they can shift into a reality of their favorite TV show or game. They genuinely say to themselves what? that they, it's called shifting and they they have techniques for shifting. All kinds of people will go on TikTok and say, I just shifted into the Pokemon world and here's what happened. And they're actually tricking. In, into a made-up world? Yes. There are people who... Now, now here's the thing. If you are sitting and saying, I've shifted. I remember when I went into the Pokemon world, I think that's something you need to seriously talk to a therapist about. Well, maybe if you're on acid, you you shifted into the Pokemon world. You can't shift into fictional realities. I feel like like we should all know that by now. Do we even need to say that? But we do because there are teens and children who go on TikTok and who see – because people are very easily influenced. There are large amounts of well-known creators – who will say, you know, I just shifted. Here's how you should do it too. I saw someone post something on Twitter where they said, on TikTok, I posted that I just had a hard shift today speaking about work. And all the comments were, OMG, how did you do it? How did you shift? I've been trying all day. And it's like dangerous. And it's dangerous because even if it's not directly affecting people, you might have a 13-year-old kid, 12-year-old kid who's on TikTok who sees shift into alternate realities and without you even realizing it, they're upstairs trying to shift all day. And, you know, I think a lot of that probably leads to people saying, hey, here's how you do it. You you need drugs or try this pill or so. And there's there's other things like the content, like it can be like that where it's not directly harmful necessarily where, you know, someone pretending to shift into Pokemon or whatever, that's not directly harmful in the sense that they're not going to be physically harmed, but there are. There is uh, a lot of dangerous stuff. You know, TikTok's blackout challenge. You know, have you no, heard this? No, I don't know what that is. The blackout challenge was one of the most dangerous trends to hit TikTok in 2021. It's not a new concept, but it has caused somewhere around like seven or up young kids to die. What does the challenge entail? The blackout challenge has been around since 2008, but it's been coming back recently. It's I, I the blackout challenge is the choking challenge or the pass out challenge. It encourages the user to hold their breath until they pass out due to a lack of oxygen. What? And people are saying that, you know, it, it's a challenge. They, they challenge you to do it. It's ridiculous. Yes. It, it's, it's on TikTok. People say, try the blackout challenge and film it. You know, that is insane. But that's what our kids are dealing with. They're looking at these challenges from these TikTok people uh, and and thinking that this is what they should be doing. 
So it might sound outlandish and it might sound ridiculous to you and you might say, but my kid's so smart. But this is what people are doing. And I think that now that kids are back in school and you're with a group of your peers and everyone is talking about how they're shifting into some alternate reality, this is something you have to be aware of. You know, this is this is dangerous for your kids. So the risk of the content itself is there. Now, we just talked about content that your kids are observing. But I want to talk for a second about content that your kids are producing. Before we jump there, can I just say one more yeah. thing? These ideas and, and things we're talking about are more prevalent than you think. Because just now, I decided I wonder if I can find any actual evidence of people sh- of, of this shifting thing. To give you an example, I looked it up. There's a whole wing on TikTok, Shift Talk. There is 18,000 likes on some of these. I don't, I don't know how you can see how many views, but I'm, I'm sure it's in the millions. This one says, I shifted last night and I thought I was in my DR, but I was actually it, it, like random words. And if you look at the comment section, it's kids saying, you know, how do you guys do this? I believe I'm in my dream world and I don't shift, but you guys, it, it's crazy. It's, no, it's crazy. dangerous. It's there dangerous. are people who genuinely think that these words and terms mean something. Like it's just there's crap. no such thing as shifting. You can't shift into fake worlds. You can have dreams about your favorite television shows, but you can't go into them. Now, there was a movie called Somewhere in Time with Christopher Reeves that I used to like because I used to play the the, the song on the piano. Um, mm-hmm. It was all about this guy who believed he was in the past at one point, and it's time travel. And he goes to this professor to learn how to time travel. And he gets himself back to the turn of the century where he meets this woman that he was destined to be with. And then, I I hate to, it's a 1970s movie. If you haven't seen it, this is just no spoiler here. But at one point in the film, everything's going great, right? He's living in this alternate reality. And he reaches into his pocket where he pulls up a modern day coin, like a quarter and that jars him back into reality. And then he just Mm -hmm. dies. So that was a movie, but now we're seeing kids do stupid, ridiculous things. And I don't know why, you know, these trends come up. I don't know how, who starts them or, or what benefit these trends have to the people that start them. You know, for all I know views and it's financial. It's in my opinion, people create this nonsense to generate revenue. And I, I think that unfortunately kids don't think that way. And so it's up to us as parents to educate them on that. Now, getting back to what I started to say, um, we're not just talking about content risks that your kids view. We're talking about content risks that your kids create. There are situations where a parent can be sued for negligent supervision of their children, even if they're in school because their kids are doing things that are inappropriate. So, for example, what if your kid thinks it's funny to film somebody in the bathroom or in an inappropriate situation or in a situation that depicts them in a very negative way? Mm -hmm. And if you listen to our last episode, we talked about Disney vloggers. We mentioned false 
light invasion of privacy. And so this is a cause of action where if you take images or video of someone and, and, and they're in an unflattering uh, way, right? And I gave the example on that podcast of myself eating a funnel cake with powder all over me, looking like an idiot. Um, would I have a claim? Well, these things happen in school. So what your mm-hmm. kid posts can create liability, not just for your kid, which would, would could result in expulsion, but it could also result in you being sued. Yeah, absolutely. I I've had cases. I mean, this isn't this isn't like, oh, hypothetically. I have had actual cases where what someone posts triggers claims against parents and then the parents are in trouble. And as a matter of fact, I had one years ago that was so disturbing because the parent did not know at all what the kid was doing. The kid posted something that was wildly inappropriate. It got picked up by adult websites and the father was arrested for child exploitation and pornography because they traced it back to his IP address, which was his computer. He owned it. It was his internet that he paid for. He didn't know. So, yeah, so you got to watch out. You know, you, you don't know. Right. And separate from that, the thing that I think most people think about is cyberbullying. Kids don't know the impact that they have on their peers when they post something derogatory or negative about them. You are talking about impressionable kids, kids that are, let's just say for the sake of of argument here, kids that are using social media, 9, 10, 11, 12, and up. Uh I don't care if you're 17 or 18. If somebody goes on a campaign against you, those are things that you don't, easily recover from yeah and you've seen kids that have killed themselves because of things that are being said you know at school on social media or elsewhere so there there was a recent there was a recent uh, news story about a website it was called uh kiwi farms and it's just been shut down because it uh, a whole investigation after this uh, person killed themselves after being harassed on this website for so long, it's like a web, and the point of this is like there's a there's a low chance your children are going to be on this site, but it was just one of those forum sites like 4chan, one of those sites where um, people have discussions, but they pride themselves on finding people and their locations and where they live just through simple pictures of them. Right, and, and that's, they do it good. That's frightening. And if your child is impressionable enough and found this site and maybe went on there. You know, because it was a forum site, there was a lot of different topics, you know, Formula One racing, whatever. You, it's dangerous. It's dangerous because people could, you know, now more than ever, like people don't seem to think that the internet is that dangerous because it's so, you know, oh, TikTok, TikTok's not dangerous. It, you know, everybody loves TikTok. But all these things have deep, dark alleyways, so to yeah. speak, like in real life, that if people wander into, they're going to, the bad things are going to happen. You know, you go on to um, the internet and you go to like a forum maybe and you're seeing people are discussing stuff and you post a photo of yourself at an event maybe and suddenly they know where you live. There was an issue where they sent cars to people's houses and just had them sit out front for like an hour and the people were terrified. No, it's, 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 
It's, it's dangerous. very scary. It's dangerous. It really is. All these sites. So there's so many websites where people will do this. Right. And, I and think people will people will put impression, you know, there'll be mindsets instilled on your children through random people on the internet. There will be issues based on what they post that will never go away. Yeah. There will be, you know, it, it's dangerous. There's people that try to talk to them. It, it's a dangerous place. So we've looked at... And, and, and the shocking thing is, you know, it never see. And I don't mean to cut you off here, but especially with the content they see, nobody likes to correct the other people. I, you know, just to uh, jump one more time back into this topic of the, the shifting, which I just think is shocking, specifically because I looked it up and, and I wanted to see what maybe people on Twitter are, are more understanding. And people are, it's a bunch of young children, you know, early teens. I've seen that even some mid-teens to late teens who think it's real and there's no corrections. There's no people saying, hey, you know, this isn't a real thing. You can't right. do this. There are people just let loose and able to say whatever they yep. want. Because if anybody yep. challenges them, it'll bring, you know, a crazy hellfire of all kinds of people onto them. Yeah. No, it's it's true. And, and it's a very good point. So we've looked at contact risks. We just looked at content risks. And the last thing I want to look at is conduct risk. And I started to, to delve into that a few moments ago, talking about cyberbullying and any sort of, of unkind, disrespectful, inappropriate conduct that your child conducts online can have severe consequences civilly from a liability standpoint, criminally, and could impact and follow your child for the rest of his or her life. So the way you behave, your conduct, what you do with your social media is very important. Who you take pictures of, what you're filming, what you're doing, what you are, 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 are posting and publishing, your conduct online has to be something that you're talking to your kids about because for some reason, People feel that their conduct in the real world is not the same as their conduct online. Yep. Right? You would not go into a convenience store and start spouting racial slurs at the guy behind the desk. Right. Right? But well, you would maybe, do that maybe, online. Maybe some people would, but well, I think that's yeah, a bad example. We're talking about, you know, what, yeah. 1% that right. would ever do that. Most of the time, you know... Forget about what People ethnicity they are. People seem to think that you could just say right. it online and get away with it. Online, you can say whatever you want. Online, right. you can do whatever you want. But you wouldn't do that in real life, right? So right. The, the, your conduct in, in person is oftentimes different than your conduct online. And that conduct online, what your kids are doing, the way that they are handling social media, and it's, it's um, the way they're handling other people can have severe consequences. I have been involved in situations where children have posted things online and have been expelled from school, and it stays with them forever. Then they go to get into a college, and they have to deal with an expulsion explanation. So these are serious things, and it goes beyond, you know, the, the getting into college. Right. It, I'm, I'm, I'm telling you that I have been involved in both criminal and civil cases where kids' lives and parents' lives are changed for the worse because 
parents didn't take the time to sit with their kids, to find out what they were doing, to explain the risks, to educate themselves about what is prevalent on social media. Yep. Dangerous people, dangerous things, you know. Dangerous trends that you can just quickly look up. So, in summary, I know this is this is not as fun and lighthearted as some of our other podcasts, but I think this is very important. Absolutely. There are three risks that we have determined to be associated with social media and your kids. And those are contact risks, which again is who your people, your kids are interacting with, what people your kids are interacting with. Content risks, what they are seeing and what they are posting and conduct risks, which include what they're posting and how they're using social media, how they're interacting with others, whether or not they're cyber bullying. These are three areas that you need to be aware of and you need to address with your kids now. Yeah. Now, at the beginning of the school year, before things get out of hand, because it's just how it is. The first three weeks of school, everybody loves everybody. Everybody's happy to be back. By the time October comes around, you can't wait for the school year to be over. Yep. So this is just something that is a necessary evil in today's world. It is important for parents to do it. This is no different than when I was a kid being told don't talk to strangers or don't talk to don't take candy from strangers or, or, or whatever you know, whenever you grew up, whether it's the 70s, 80s, 90s, whatever, you know, decade you grew up in, there were risks. But this is the risk that our kids face today. And it's a risk that can be, uh, you know, transcendent. And, and it could capture you as a parent. And you could be held responsible. Very, very serious stuff. So I implore you to talk to your kids. You know, take a few minutes, once a week or so, look up trends online, see what, what you know, you can find. Brendan looked up a couple trends while we were sitting here. It took him minutes. Yeah, I looked up that blackout trend that, that killed, like, seven people, and I found videos of it, just people trying it. Like, oh, here I here I go. So all it takes is, is a yeah. very, very small investment of your time, a mm-hmm. few minutes a week to see what current trends are. Sit down with your kids, go over these three risks with them, talk to them about it, and you know, hopefully you will be in a position where your kids are going to act appropriate online. It's going to help them. It's going to help you. It's going to protect their future. It's never going to be something that someone's going to be able to pull up you know, 15 years from now when your kids are running for office or, or trying to get a promotion or a job. So very important stuff, very important that we are on top of things as parents in today's modern world. All right, well, that's going to do it for this episode of Understanding the Law Radio. Thanks a lot for listening. Make sure that you let other people know about this. And if any of these episodes are helpful to you or interesting to you, then please share them with others. And if you haven't subscribed already, make sure you do so. Um, Stay tuned for our upcoming episodes. We have a lot of other great topics. And if you've missed anything or there's a topic that uh, we talked about on this show, for example, the Disney vloggers, just go back and listen to it. It's there. It'll be there. You don't want to miss out. That's going to do it. We'll see you next time. Thanks for listening to Understanding the Law Radio. If you haven't done so already, make sure that you subscribe to the podcast. We're available anywhere that you listen to your podcasts, including Amazon, Apple Music, Spotify, iHeartRadio, and many more. Also, don't forget to check us out online on Facebook, 
Twitter, and Instagram. Thanks again. See you next time.